Quite the Thing Media, we aim to bring you the best podcasts produced by independent creators, made without constraints. Hi everybody, welcome to quite the interview from Quite the Thing Media, where we speak to independent podcasters, creators, industry leaders and sort of everybody in between getting to tell their story basically without constraints and what we do is we're going to ask independent podcasters eight simple questions basically and joining me today is Matt. Matt how are you? I'm good thanks Jack, really good thank you. Yeah that's great so I tell you what we'll just dive in at question number one I suppose that's the best place to start when you're when you're starting a list so basically, what is your podcast? How did it come about? And how long have you been going? I suppose there's three questions in one there. No problem. Yeah, so we started in January. So, But actually, the recording process started about this time last year. So I think like a lot of people, it came out of a conversation over Zoom with a beer, with some friends that are all spread out around the country and, and overseas. And um, we had one of those conversations that made us all laugh, made us all feel good. And um, we reflected during that call on on a time when we were together at school back in 90, 1997, 95, around that sort of time. And we had a, a little magazine um, that we ran um, for, for in our school. And um, we wanted a different role in it. It was good fun. We enjoyed the creative process. I personally enjoyed the editing process. And we just said, look, let's start a podcast. So we had a go at it, uh, had a few full starts, and that's where the idea formed. So really, we, we struggled to, to kind of come up with a, an idea that was, I guess, unique um, and wasn't just us saying, well, what should we talk about today? And then just rambling on. Um, so yes. we used the town where we were from, uh, which is a place called Taunton, which is in the West Country of, um, of the UK in, in a place called Somerset, as our anchor point. Um, so back in 2000, around then, there was a really a really cool website that I used to love uh, called the Family Examiner. Uh, and it was a spoof satirical website that looked at uh, an English village and looked at it from a satirical standpoint. So it borrowed the look and feel of a kind of local regional newspaper, but made the stories funny, satirical, um, ridiculous in some respects, um, and and but also really told a story of the kind of the subtleties and also the quirks of living in England. You know, yes. so we used that as our kind of muse, if you like. Um, so we created this sort of podcast based around this place called Taunton, where we look at the town, look at what it gave to us as a, as, a, as a place where we were brought up, um, and we use it as our, our 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 kind of anchor point for the conversations that we build around it. Yeah, so. You mentioned that sort of satirical side of things, I suppose, then. Is that something that you as a person are interested in? Like The, the Onion, for example, which has some of the, the greatest headlines that you can ever read at times. Is that something that you are... Not your podcast is, is sort of all about, but is it a... You've sort of mentioned it's a sort of leading example in light, and is it something that you enjoy, basically, Matt? Yeah. Very much so. The, the Onion is... is has always been the, the leader in, in satirical yeah. news. And it really, really did master the web form well before everybody else did. So The Onion, The Daily Mash, um, obviously The Family Examiner that I mentioned. One thing you've, we've not mentioned, Matt, is the actual name of your podcast. So what's your podcast called? It's called Straight From The Hot Tap. Right, okay. And, and how has your podcast evolved and changed since you started then? 
Oh, loads. It's yeah, absolutely loads. Big thing is balance. So initially it was four guys chatting, talking shit, <laughs> um, yeah. banter, laughs, do you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. And it was a bit f- much for some people. Um, people were, the feedback we were getting was when we changed into a more conversational style, when we talked about more serious issues in amongst the kind of the funny, the funny stuff, people related more and they enjoyed it more. Um, so a big thing we've done is we've put in, um, a, a, you know, a structure that's repeatable. We've got segments that we repeat every time we record. Um, we've brought in some guests. Um, we've really focused on editing and sound because the, the thing that's, I wish I could do again is go back in time and get those first few episodes right uh, because we put them out really thinking naively as a lot of people do I think that content carries through uh, and sound quality was something that you know people would accept as being a bit ropey sometimes but actually no we got that we nailed that from the from the first uh, episode I think we've been in a really good place now yeah you, you mentioned the showing quality there and that is something that can really impact on whether or not people want to listen yeah. to you basically and getting that editing down was that something that you had an interest in before were you aware of the the software the paid software the free software and yeah. what was available for independent podcasters no it's been very much an evolution so i've done a lot of video editing over the years so i was familiar with video editing software which i've used actually quite quite effectively for sound editing um, but i wasn't aware of how technically complex it can be um so i wasn't aware of how to use um you, you know you well, do use sound engineering products i wasn't aware of how to use special effects how to you know put in noise gates and things like that which have a massive impact on the quality of the audio that's, that's put out there and also little things like equipment you know we're both using condenser mics mine's a relatively um cheap one compared to yours by the looks of it but the guys originally were using like kind of headsets you'd get with free with a mobile phone. And it, you can tell when you listen back to the episodes. And as we've gradually got more sophisticated in how we're doing it, it the, the overall impression that listeners have is much better. Yeah, I'm using a, a Blue Yeti. Uh, and mm. I think I got it, I might have got it on deal. It might have been about £90 mm. when I bought it. And I think it's about 130 or something mm. now. And that was a conscious decision as well. Mm. A lot of people will know my background listening to this, we used to podcast behind a paywall on a Patreon network. Mm. Kind of done it backwards. So we were behind a paywall for nearly three years before we decided to go public, whereas nowadays you, you will get a lot of people who yeah. go public and then want to get behind a Patreon paywall very quickly. Mm. Have you have you actually got any thoughts about that method of approaching? Because I do think that independent podcasters should be able to monetize and make money, but do you think people jump the gun a little bit and get ahead of themselves? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it, it's we didn't set out with any aims to become really popular and have tens of thousands of listeners. We we did it for ourselves. We wanted to make something that we enjoy doing, that makes us laugh, that we can listen back to as a as a record of our friendship first and foremost, I guess, and and a, and a yeah. creative process that's been been quite fun to do the bit around growing an audience and actually making the, the the thing you know take off has been a secondary thought really and now we're at the point where we're starting to to gain some traction if i if i was to give advice to somebody i'd say if you ultimately want to be a podcaster and make money from it then you need to make that decision quite early on into the journey and start to do things like 
build up a portfolio, a back collection of, of recordings, if you like, because when you start getting into it, when you're an indie podcaster, when you've got full-time jobs, families and all the rest of it, it's sometimes quite difficult to schedule sessions and to do the work that you need to do to record, to record and edit properly. Whereas if I said to myself now, right, I'm going to release my podcast in August and all of the work I've done today is part of that portfolio, then that launch and that releasing and that fine-tuning of material and so on is much more effective. Yeah, I personally think that if your sole reason for launching a podcast is to monetize, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. I really do. You need to have some sort of passion, rapport. You need something. When I first started podcasting about four or five years ago, like I said, it's behind the paywall. I just wanted to podcast. I've been listening to podcasts for 12, 15 years, and it was something I was really passionate about. And that's why I decided to do what I, what I have done and what we're trying to do now with growing quite the thing media, the network and trying to offer a bit of value to independent podcasters and, and, and help a little bit and sort of benefit each other. Because I, I find, I've said this a few times, I find the, the toxicity and some areas, not all of the, the online indie podcast scene to be a little bit off putting for me personally, but oh, really? um, yeah, I, I feel what I'm trying to get at there, Matt, is the basically the follow for follow nature on Twitter mm. is something that drives me bananas because there's podcasts out there with seven thousand followers, but they follow seven thousand people and <laughs> put, and they get yeah tons of retweets, tons of likes, but the other people it's it's very it's kind of incestuous almost yeah. if you know what I mean. It's very much indie pods doing that and I, I suppose I'm kind of being a little bit um, hypocritical here mm-hmm. because on quite the thing media on, on Twitter that's kind of what I do but I'm yeah. I'm, I'm retweeting our network pods to try and get them to a wider mm-hmm. audience it's maybe slightly different but what social side of things have you found that, that have worked for you or, or where where does your audience lie? You will find a lot of podcast gurus telling you you need to find where your audience is. Is it Facebook? Is it Twitter? So mm. where have you found to be most useful for getting in contact with people, getting feedback? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I guess putting my marketing head on, there's only so many listeners you can get from retweeting or, or posting the same stuff to the same network. So growing that network is really important isn't it so i think i think we're quite fortunate in that there's five of us involved in the in the in the recordings on a, on a you know 10 day you know bi-monthly basis yeah. so each of us have got decent networks of our own um so we're able to encourage people to like and share and listen and so on but for me it was like right who's our target audience who who are the people that we, we want to connect with and, and reach and that's very much the closed networks that you find in facebook so um like i said before the podcast set in a town in somerset that's the starting point so yes. one of our sections is called taunts and matters uh which is a effectively one of those community facebook pages where people post you know i don't know does anyone know a carpenter right through to be careful out there there's there's, there's bad traffic but within the, the, all the different posts that come in it's very rich in terms of comedy 
yeah. in terms of understanding the, the the kind of the environment that these people are living in and we've had so much fun with it so by putting links in there and really engaging those groups with with with, with what we're doing we've increased our audience um and, and that's just one example so twitter absolutely as you say it's just an echo chamber yeah. but it's quite been i found it very useful for getting in touch with other podcasters to see how they're doing things, but also to benchmark where we're at and compared to others. Because one thing I didn't appreciate when you start is people don't just immediately t- turn on CastBox or whatever and listen, that you, you actually have to work quite hard even to get your friend to listen to a podcast. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so so that was really quite eye-opening to me. I don't know why, but I thought the day we go live, you know, we'd have, I don't know, Microsoft on the phone offering us some kind of uh, affiliation deal. Yeah, exactly. But but the reality is very different. So, so actually, but but Twitter's good as that kind of community, that sharing of ideas, that like, actually that pat on the back thing a bit as well. You know, I think that's quite nice. But no, I don't expect to grow an audience by Twitter. I, I, I get really frustrated when I see people, you know, posting that somebody spot on, anybody got any podcast recommendations and there's 50 people piling in go listen to me listen to me listen to me but yet they don't actually have a compelling reason why that person should listen to them it's like a bit of the, artwork the worst thing yeah on facebook is the hashtag ff yeah and 40 fucking <laughs> ad accounts mm. oh come on like give like it's sort of twitter 101 you need to give me a compelling reason to yeah follow these people no, other exactly. than getting a follow back yeah yeah it's exactly. a bugbearer of mine and people will already know that that know me yeah. any podcast that you admire yeah. you mentioned the rugby one but anything else i love dan carlin i think hardcore histories is fantastic Fan- fantastic man yeah. unbelievable podcast and i'll tell you why because he's absolutely mastered the art of telling a story there's no gimmicks there's no flashy and this is coming from me he's constantly making stupid jingles but like he tells a story in a way that makes something very detailed and very academic seem compelling and i love the longer form actually i think we look at an episode and it's four and a half hours long and think i haven't got time for this but actually you put it on 10 episodes basically unbelievable the 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 research and the the thoughts and the craft that goes into it is just wonderful i think that's brilliant there's also one i found recently that i love called um she will rock you there's an indie podcast over in the states and two girls um love rock music but they they've done something really unique with it Um, a lot of i find a lot of podcasts i listen to are quite superficial um and also quite they lack authenticity you kind of feel like the person who's telling the story is trying to sound like a podcaster you right. see what I mean, right? Whereas these guys, they they have fun. They 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 they're authentic. They they're a bit they're a bit rough around the edges, but they tell the story of rock music as a, an exercise in history as well as culture. And I find that really interesting. I think they did a really good job with it. Yeah, like if you like if you like Dan Carlin, which mm. I really I really enjoy the words. I just wish he could release more stuff. Obviously, it takes so <laughs> much time. Like I wish he yeah. I wish he was releasing that once every every month it would be mm. an absolute joy the mm. episode about sort of torture basically throughout the ages mm. was mm. so gruesome but at mm. the same time 
really compelling. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally get you there. And yeah, with that recommendation there, I might I, I might go check that out because yeah. I think with especially with independent podcasts, there needs to be an like you said, an authenticity mm. and an honesty about what people are doing. Right, massively. Yeah. Because I can I know I'm interviewing you, but we, we learned our, our trade in inverted commas and I feel like we were lucky by the time we released our own episodes that we mm. were just comfortable in what we were doing. Yeah. And there's there's like every now and again we'll stick in a jingle and stuff like that because you just kind of that's what podcasts do to mm. to break up time and X, yeah. Y, and Z. But I kind of feel like our conversations between myself and Colin and anybody else that we've got on are sort of natural, honest, and there's no mm. real trying to kid on or be something that that you're not so yeah i think that's great advice from yourself matt for sort of any podcasters yeah. getting involved no I, I totally get that off the beaten track yeah off the beaten track a little bit now this is when the questions get a little bit different mm-hmm. i suppose if you could go back in time to one point in your life talk to your younger self where would you go and what would you tell yourself I actually had gave this some thought because it's a it's a tricky question, isn't it? And well, I don't want to sound too too cliche with it, but I think the thing I'd love to tell myself twenty years ago is that you can always make more money, but you can't relive your life. I think as a person, I've been way too cautious and way too worried about the bills and less aware of the fact that my life's finite. So this is a medium, for example. I've got a natural affinity for editing, you know, something I'm quite good at and have been um, in different parts of my life for a number of years. Um, And I'd love to go back in time and say, right, I want to become a producer or an editor or whatever. Um, But I didn't because I had a job that was paying quite well and I didn't want to take that risk and uh, and go into something that might not want to work out and so on. But one of the things we've been doing on our podcast actually is talking to guests and each other a little bit about our journeys through life. And what's really interesting is that a couple of the guys that are really doing something that that ultimately is their dream, if you want to call it that, they had the same worries that I had. They They just had a different attitude to risk. You know, and I think that's something that I wish I'd known twenty years ago. That it does all work out in the end if you're good enough and work hard enough. Yeah, that's kind of the polar opposite to me, man. Um, <laughs> like when I was growing up over the last twenty years since I was a teenager, fifteen, sixteen, I um, focused so little on money and the future and stuff like that that ended up skin debt debt collectors blah 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 people chasing mm. me people fucking wanting money mm. constantly absolutely ruined my chances of mortgages x y and z but mm. i had a fucking brilliant time <laughs> <laughs> like to be honest man no i know i yeah. had look, i've had a great time look, i had know, so much fun from the age of about 16 to 26 man i think that that sort of a big so, yeah again there's something we've been talking a lot about in the podcast is that Thing about your upbringing and how your upbringing shapes your attitude to a lot of things which determine your choices in life isn't it uh, i think my my upbringing was one that, yeah, that's how that that's put it. a big emphasis on being steady and being being straight and being you know 
industrious and risk averse and all of this whereas my other mate matt who's on the podcast he he decided he wanted to be a writer and just went off and was a writer and he's had he's been through all kinds and he's now a hollywood writer living in la living the dream you know yeah man had some issues with drugs as a, as a teenager and uh, myself as well yeah so i kind of i can get behind that but like i said i had a fucking great time don't remember much of it but <laughs> Um, it was, it was lots and lots of fun, man. We're nearly, <laughs> we're getting there, Matt. Um, again, sort of what famous person would you love to interview? So I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay on message with this um, right. because ultimately it's about podcasting, isn't it? So I think there's, there's a, there's a guy called Marcus Truscothi. I don't know whether you've, um, do you follow cricket? cricket? Yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. So he's a, he's a Taunton boy, born and bred. Um, and so he, he had a great career. He uh, he was a real t- Somerset hero, Taunton man. Uh, but also, he also had some real problems with mental health, uh, mm-hmm. with self-confidence, anxiety, and so on. Um, and he's just a cool guy, and I'd love to interview him. I think for our podcast, with us, with our subject matter, with our audience, he'd be a great guest, definitely. Um, I think Have you ever actually reached fun. out? I no, no, not at all. I, I think our plan at the minute is to let's let you know, let's master uh-huh. our craft, build an audience, and then then let's do it. But yeah, I, I think I'd love to get him on. It'd be great. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I would. I would encourage you to just reach out, find out if he's got an agent, blah blah blah. Mm. And just just go for it, mate. Just ask. Just be blunt. Yeah. Just tell them tell them your story, what your podcast mm. is about, where you're from, and how much you admire his story. If he wants to share it, it would be good if he had a book coming out or something. Then there would be a little bit of value yeah. for him. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's always mm. that always makes it a little bit easier. We managed to get um, yeah Sean Williamson, who's Barry from EastEnders. We managed to get him on our podcast because at the time he was um, he had released a book, so he was very much keen to come on. So if you can uh, drill down and just be blunt and just ask, basically, is my advice when it comes to um, mm. maybe approaching celebrities if you want to call them and an inverted commas there basically mm. right matt to wrap it up finally what is your favorite episode of your own podcast that you would want people to go in and check out as a a shining light on what you do i think episode 30 so the most recent one that we just released last week um, the reason being is because there's two there's two sides to it it's really very funny, like genuinely very funny. Um, and it is a lot of it's mm. very, very impromptu and, and came about due to an email I got through uh, Instagram about doing a collaboration. And it gave us some source material that is, it, you have to listen to it to, to, to appreciate it, but it really is very amusing. We also had a great guest. You know, we invited a guy on that I went to school with. Um, he's got had an interesting career doing something a bit different. So I'd reached out to him and said, come on. And he was just fantastic, really interesting, great stories, really nice, calm tone tone to it. And I just think we nailed it. I think we nailed the the, the editing. I think we nailed the content. It's just fun, you know. Um, and the people who listen to it, they don't need to know me. They don't need to give a flying fig about, you know, the, 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 the kind of the town we're from and all that sort of stuff. It's just good laugh. You know, it's like listening to a load of guys in a pub having a laugh. Um, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, Matt, thank you very much. Where can people find your uh, Straight From The Hot Tap podcast? Got Twitter, Facebook, blah, 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 a website or anything like that that you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, so we're on Facebook, so it's, it's just Straight From The Hot Tap. Um, on um, CastBox is where we release our episodes. 
Uh, we've been really pleased with Castbox. It's uh, you know been been a really good site so far. And then any of the usual stuff. If you say Amazon, play the podcast. If you Alexa, play the podcast straight from the hot tap. It will come up. Right. Okay. Matt, I had a real real fun time talking to you. So uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah. You too, Jack. No problem. Right, guys. We will speak to you soon. Cheers. Quite the Thing Media, we aim to bring you the best podcasts produced by independent creators, made without constraints.